0: Hi, this is Terry Lynn, and this is E-Bob and Always Productions. And as always, I always try to have guests that can actually help you to evolve mentally, physically, and financially. I have a phenomenal, phenomenal woman and friend that's on today. She's a serial entrepreneur. I have so much respect for her. I've known her for years. She's super amazing. She's been doing her own thing for a very long time, which we'll be talking about that and she is at the cutting edge of social media as well and that's another topic we'll be discussing. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce my beautiful and awesome friend Tanya Kara. Hey Tanya, how are you?
1: Hi Terry Lynn, thank you for the amazing intro. I'm great and I feel the same about you. You are amazing go-getter and I'm just so excited to be here today to
0: speak with you. Oh, thank you. You're so sweet. You're so sweet as always. So um, a little bit of history, Um, how I knew of Tanya initially was because I had joined a platform called Poshmark, which if you're not familiar with Poshmark, you really should be. It's an amazing platform to sell items um, that you have that you're just not using anymore, uh, whether it's fashion, home goods, or what have you. But that is how I initially um, knew of Tanya. She used to do a lot of Poshmark events um, along with one of my other friends, um, Bell and Blue. So that's how I actually met her. And then we actually physically met in Texas probably, oh gosh, what, about four years ago now or five? (laughs) Yeah, four or
1: five years.
0: Yeah, exactly. This was in Dallas, Texas. And she's one of these types of people that as soon as I met her, I said, oh, this is a beautiful soul. And she's obviously she's beautiful on the outside, too, which I am going to have her Instagram attached to this podcast. I highly recommend you follow her because she gives such amazing tips to actually help you to scale up your social media, which is really important if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to get your business out there. Um, But anyway, she's beautiful on the outside as well as the inside. And that's what I love about her. So um, it just kind of went from there. So anyway, Tanya, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about your history. Obviously, you were born in the United States, correct?
1: Yes, I was.
0: Which is awesome. The thing that I love about you is is, is your history about your parents. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your father. I love when you talk about your father, It's, it's so cool.
1: So my dad is from Turkey, but he is Armenian and my mom is from Mexico. She's full Mexican. And they met here in the U.S. And my parents are like my rock there. They've always been there for me, fully supported me. They both, um, again, met in the U.S. And my dad really just came here to the U.S. for a better life, for opportunity. He came here, he only knew his cousins, and he really knew no English, and he started his own Um, jewelry business here in or back in downtown Los Angeles. I'm originally from California. I just moved to Florida. But yeah, back home, back in California, um, in downtown Los Angeles, he used to make and sell jewelry because back in Turkey, that was his occupation. And so when he moved to the US, he really didn't know English and he pretty much hustled and he ended up making jewelry for people like Tupac Shakur, Wilt Chamberlain, some of the Lakers. And it really was this amazing upbringing for me because I grew up always seeing my dad work, 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 have his own businesses. And then he started a second business which was a seafood company because that was another passion. He loved fishing. And he grew up fishing, so he started a company where he would drive down to Mexico, which was a two two-hour drive from where we lived. He would um, he had fishermen and fishing boats there. He picked up the fish and he would bring it to the U.S. and sell it. So, which he still does that now. And so, I just grew up with this environment of entrepreneurship, and really, my dad he's he's the hardest worker I've ever met. And so I think because of him, you know, having my own business and really working to build my business um, just naturally came to me and I've been doing it. Now I'm 36, but I've, I've been doing it since I was 19 and it really is all thanks to him and his example.
0: Yeah, because you definitely are a goal getter um, yourself. Um, and, and real quickly, how did your dad and mom meet, by the way, if you don't mind sharing?
1: so it's funny because my dad um his cousin was in an english as a second language party or a class and my mom was in an english as a second language class so basically like pe- for people that are trying to learn english and they had this party like an end of the year party or something like that and so my dad went with his cousin and met my mom there and like he instantly wanted to talk to her and go on a date with her but my mom totally was not interested so my dad had to chase her down and eventually she gave him a chance and she realized like oh he is a great guy and yeah and they ended up they ended up I guess falling in love or I don't know that's the story they told me so. <laughs>
0: And they, I, I already know that both of them, I haven't met them, uh, but I just know they both have to be beautiful people because they have definitely got a beautiful daughter and that doesn't happen by accident. So um, really quick, I'm going to talk a little bit about your childhood and, and things of that nature. <laughs> so... How was it growing up with such a diverse um, background in, in your homestead, you know?
1: Well, we would eat tortillas with Armenian cheese, and it was just like this blended family where my dad ha- was very, very into his culture, my mom was very into her culture, and I really grew up with both sides, I went to Armenian school from when I was three and a half years old up until I was in fourth grade. And then in fourth grade, we moved to Mexico and I my parents tried to actually enroll me in school in Mexico along with my sister because we were thinking of moving there since my dad had a business there. And, um, and me and my sister were having such a hard time because... Like we were so behind. We didn't know Spanish as well as everyone else. And so I actually went to school in Mexico. We lived in Mexico and my parents felt like it wasn't our best interest. So we moved back to the United States. So I went from Armenian school to living in Mexico to um, I used to spend all my summers in Mexico. So growing up, it was just so blended, but it was so normal to me because that's all I knew. That it was very heav- heavily cultured from both sides.
0: And I tell you, um, a lot of people aren't aware of this, but Mexico has such a beautiful countryside. So beautiful. Yeah,
1: I have the best memories there, Terry Lynn. Like, like mm-hmm. our house was like walking distance from the ocean. And like me and my sister would just like walk down there and like hang out. And it's, it is really beautiful.
0: Yeah, it really is. Um, a lot of people just don't realize it. Such a beautiful area and beautiful people. Um, it's been a while since I've been to Mexico. Gosh, I don't know. It's been a while, but you got to make a trip, Terry Lynn. <laughs> I know I've got to make another one. I was trying to talk my husband into going, um, you know, so probably in the near future, we're going to be going pretty soon. Because, yeah, just it it's really I have one friend. This is so funny. So um, she's an entrepreneur. She went to Mexico for a business reason. Then a pandemic, like, hit hard, and she couldn't come back to the United States. <laughs> but, but the funny part about it is now she doesn't want to leave Mexico, so it's really hilarious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I love it. I do, too. It's, it's really cool. But anyway, um, so thing you were telling me, I, I know you speak fluent Armenian, but you also, also speak Spanish, right? You're fluent there as well, correct?
1: i'm fluent armenian speaker my spanish i would say is like 75 percent. i understand it i just haven't practiced speaking as much when i was really young a lot of my uh, mexican side of my family moved to texas and so i had very little mexican family here um but i went to armenian church and armenian school so my my and my grandma doesn't speak any english so my armenian is pretty strong so Although I do speak Spanish pretty well, um, it it's still, I would say, like 75%.
0: Yeah, but I still think that's really great um, to to have that culture. And then the cool thing about it is with you already being at such an upper level, it it wouldn't even, you know, it wouldn't take you anything to get at 100% because you have so much of the basics. The funny part about it is I understand a lot of it myself. <laughs> I feel like I can't speak any. I speak very little, but... For some reason i can understand it um i wish when i was in high school instead of taking french i had actually taken spanish so that would have been more worth worthy of my time but anyway i didn't have any good guidance on that back in the day you know but anyway, so you love volleyball so, so how did you get into volleyball
1: i'm actually thinking about going back now that i moved to florida i'm like you know what i want to like try different things um, now that I have, a, an amazing husband who helps me raise my boys. I was a single mom before, and now that I'm here, I'm like, oh my gosh, everything's not on my shoulders anymore. And, and I, I'm at this place where I want to kind of try doing other things that I like to do. And, um, and one of the things is volleyball. I used to play volleyball in high school and I love the sport. And I'm always looking for ways to incorporate exercise into my life where I don't feel like I'm dragging myself to the gym. So I figure volleyball could be something fun to do. And yeah, I used to play in high school, and I'm actually thinking about getting back into it. So to be determined, let's see, let's see if I can find a, a good group and get back into playing.
0: That'd be good because I, I know recreational centers that. Um... Well, at least they used to, because I, unfortunately at my school, and this is very unfortunate, they did not have an actual volleyball team, but I was killer at volleyball. You know, obviously we played it, but it didn't have official teams. So then I-
1: Wow, look at you.
0: I know it's crazy, right? So then I had to go to the recreational center to actually play because I loved it so much and I was playing with adults because I was at the recreational centers but that was like the only time I could like play all the time you know because obviously at school they're not you know they're not like okay we'll play volleyball again today you know it was always switching between volleyball basketball stuff like that but I just wish they actually had a volleyball team because I, I I have always loved volleyball. That's funny that um when you said that I was like wow because I love volleyball too. That's
1: both of us are on the same page, Terry Lynn.
0: Yes, I just think it's one of the best sports. Oh my gosh, and you are in a great location for that too. So yeah, I, I hope hopefully you can find a good group of people um to do that with. So Tanya, um one of the things so going back to when I was first aware, of Tanya, uh, y'all remember I was talking about Poshmark. You had an absolutely beautiful store. Um, Later on, you were doing wholesale, too. But um, so talk to us about how you decided to start doing jewelry. And then I know you're going to talk about the social media piece of it, too, because this is always an interesting story to me.
1: Sure. So back in, um, I don't even know what year it was, but I guess like uh, 21, 22 years ago, Um, I was 18 19 years old and my parents had their own jewelry business in Orange County my dad ended up moving his business from Los Angeles to Orange County California where we lived and they had their own store and I remember I would work in their store and I was like I don't want to have a business where I have to just be tied down to one location it's crazy that I'm talking about this because like now moving I mean now that I'm here like I was able to move to Florida because I really could work from anywhere which is amazing so I really manifested it it might have taken 20 years but I manifested it and um, and so I remember I started a online jewelry store and I had to pay6 thousand dollars to get my website HTML coded because back then there were no templates and I got a jewelry business started called Rock 925 Jewelry and I used to sell sterling silver jewelry. I actually got the jewelry from my parents' jewelry store and I would take pictures and if I sold it online, I had to give them a percentage of it and then I would keep the profit. And eventually what happened was, um, and I started working at a mortgage company. I I stopped working for my parents, I worked at a mortgage company and this was back when mortgages were booming. And so I had my jewelry store, I had all of that. And during holidays, like Mother's Day, um, Christmas, I would bring jewelry. And I would set it up at my cubicle where I would do loans. And I would send out an email to the company and people would come to my desk and buy sterling silver jewelry. And I was making a killing because like one ring is like $100, $150. And like, I don't have to pay. I mean, pretty much, I just give my parents a portion of it. I keep the rest. And so, um, so I wanted to sell online, but I don't know if you remember, but back in the day, people like back in like 2007, people were not shopping online. And so I really did have to hustle selling in person, even though I had an online store. So MySpace, Facebook, Twitter, all of those platforms were coming out over the years and I would put my jewel I would create a jewelry page for it. I would put pictures of my jewelry because I just like felt like if I have an online store, social media could be such a great way to drive traffic to my online store. And then Instagram came out in like I think it was like 2012 or 13 and I put pictures of my jewelry, I put my website in my bio, and I was making like anywhere between 250 to 400 dollars a day in sales. Um, I was like 24 years old, 25 years old, and I 26 years old. Like all those years, and I was I quit my job. I worked full time um, on my own jewelry company, and it was all thanks to Instagram. And um, and I got on Poshmark at that time too because it was like another platform I could sell on. And so, um, yeah, and then from there, you know, it transitioned to my social media company. Um, but it really all started with selling jewelry online, and which is when um, you and I met Terry Lynn.
0: Well, I'm gonna tell you something, Tanya, I'm just really impressed with you because the main reason I'm impressed, and we're gonna talk about this a little bit more. I don't know if y'all are realizing and listening to this conversation how forward thinking this this young lady is. I still consider her young because I'm fifty-three. <laughs> 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 how forward thinking she is. I mean, because she's like in her parents' jewelry store and she's like man I don't want to have to be like in one spot I don't want to be able to sell this way right now so she's already in head her headspace was already in the right place even though and years ahead of time because mm-hmm. you're right um people did not want to buy a line uh, for a long time um they didn't trust it they'd be like you know they wanted to go to an actual store and that's why malls were booming for like the longest time and now malls definitely are not booming. We know that for sure. They're definitely not trying to build more malls, um, for example. So I totally agree with you, Tanya. And and I love how you had the vision of that. Um, and you, you just got in on the ground floor and you got into Instagram once Instagram opened up and you still have a, an amazing Instagram account, but you're just so forward thinking. And I love that. That's, that's awesome. Um, so then let's talk about when you said hey I really need to go ahead and do this social media company
1: so it happened very organically it was never my plan to do social media management or marketing I was hustling um, in my jewelry business career one of the ways that I would make money because like we had said before Instagram well when even when Instagram was kind of new I still had to hustle and so what I did was I would make deals with local hair salons where I would put my jewelry in their salon on consignment they would keep 40% of sales I would keep 60% of sales this is now when I had branched off into fashion jewelry and um, I kind of stepped away from my parents wing and kind of started really doing my own thing and Uh, I, at one point I had my jewelry at the time it was Tanya Kara jewelry. That was my, um, jewelry company name. And I had my jewelry in over 30 hair salons in orange County. So I was selling online and I had my jewelry on consignment, um, throughout 30 hair salons. So basically like five days a week. I would go to like three or four salons a day. I would go to some once a week. I would go to some every two weeks. I would go to to some once a month, depending how much jewelry they sold. And I remember one of the hair salon owners, Diane, who I'll never forget because she was the sweetest lady. She approached me and said, hey, I noticed that you do really well on Instagram. You have a lot of followers. You have all these comments on your jewelry posts. I was wondering if you, I could pay you to teach my hairdressers how to use Instagram and Facebook. And uh, Terry Lynn, what's funny is, guess who was there to take pictures of me when I was speaking and teaching these hairdressers? Guess who was there taking pictures of me?
0: Tell me. It was a Candace. Candace!
1: Oh my God. This had to have That's been like, oh my God. <laughs> this had to have been in like 2015, like 15. Which is insane. So Terry Lynn and I are both very good friends with Candace Swanson, Candace Swanson photography on Instagram. And so can I asked her to come to take pictures of me. And she even actually held my phone for me and she put me on Facebook Live on my Facebook page because I asked her to help me. And so, yeah, so I, I did that and then um, I did this whole social media workshop and one thing led to another. I started having people ask me if they can hire me to help them one on one. And then all of a sudden, this guy reaches out to me and he was a friend of mine and he asked me if I would be willing to speak at a real estate brokerage that he worked at. My first ever Big event. I spoke in front of over 100 real estate agents, teaching them how to use social media to grow their business. This was in 2015 uh, or 2016, one of those years. And it's just so insane because I was not trying. Like people were coming up to me, like, hey, you seem to be doing really well on social media. Like, will you? And I, because I would post on Facebook that I was doing these classes, other people would ask me if I could do it for their business. And then I got my first client that said, hey, how much would you charge us if you just did our Facebook and Instagram and trained our marketing department how to run it? So you start it, you build our pages and then train our marketing person. And then I actually ended up staying with them for like a year and a half and running their social media for them. And then eventually I handed it off to their marketing person. One thing led to another this person referred to this person. Next thing you know, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is a real business. I have like real, I have like brands and clients that I'm working with that are paying me to do their social media every month. And really I started my social media company before there was even such thing. There were no social media companies back then. Back then it was marketing companies that had this small division that did social media. Now, It's a different world. Like there's so many social media companies, but uh, yeah. So it really, Terilyn, I really think it was like God's will for me to have my jewelry business that helped me raise my first child and be able to have a flexible schedule to raise him, and then my second, my second um, business, social media, is like that's like what I was really meant to be doing.
0: I have to agree with you, and what i really love about this whole thing is it's just because you're so forward thinking and i think that's really key for all moguls because you are definitely (laughs) a huge mogul in the making is that you have to be forward thinking um and so that's if y'all don't take anything else away from this take that lesson away you need to be forward thinking to be successful Um, You know, even if it's something that just seems like it's just not going to be it right now, write that idea down, because that's how fast things change. I
1: 100 percent agree, because I would tell people in 2015, 2016, I was very, very bold. And I would straight up tell people, if you don't build your social media now, you're going to be sorry in the future that social media is blowing up. Everyone's going to be on it. Everyone's going to have a social media uh, page. And video's going to dominate. Video's going to take over. You guys got to get comfortable using social media. I used to tell people that. And I was bold because, like, sometimes, like, when Instagram Reels came out, I was like telling everyone, this is the next big thing. Was I 100% sure? No. But I felt like. I just like you said, Terry Lynn, when you're forward thinking and you have this strong feeling about something, it takes a lot to take a stand for what you believe in. But when you do and people watch and people listen, that makes a huge impact on your business because people realize, hey, she always calls things out before it happens and it happens. So I'm going to listen to her. So like whether you're in fashion, whether you're in, um, you know, like reselling or whether you have a company that and you're really good at this one thing if you do the same thing for many many years you start learning your industry so well that you can always almost predict trends and predict things that are coming and so when you are bold and take a stand for it and tell people that really is what separates you from everyone else and makes you the expert and makes people want to buy from you or hire you so I agree Terry Lynn I think a big big thing in being an entrepreneur is you really do have to be forward thinking in everything that you do
0: yeah and you, you definitely showed a great example because I'm going to tell y'all a story right now how amazing Tanya is I absolutely hate TikTok I still hate TikTok today <laughs> TikTok <laughs> won't kick me off for this message but Regardless of how I feel about TikTok, I realize it's essential, but but to be honest with you, I wouldn't even have given it a second thought if it wasn't for Ty and started talking about TikTok. And she talked about TikTok way before it got big. She was talking about it in her stories. And so I would go up there and I'd be like, ah, <laughs> I set up an account that did absolutely nothing with it. I think I did like one video and one video sat up there for like ever because It wasn't really me, but at the same time, I'm like, I've got to do something with this site. (laughs) You know what I mean? But anyway, to make a long story short, Tanya decided to get on TikTok. Um, She had got up to like a thousand users, not users, followers, forgive me. So anyway, once you have a thousand followers on TikTok, you can actually do a live. That's how TikTok is designed. So she did her first live on TikTok. I decided to join. That was probably like my third time being on TikTok. (laughs) Just because Tanya was doing live. (laughs) That's that's how much I love this site. But anyway, so I joined her live and um, it was really informative. And one of the things I always remember from this live is she says, I have a thousand right now, but in two weeks, I'm going to get to 10,000 followers. I'm going to do it. And I'm going to do it because I'm going to do this, this, this. She was, you know, laying out what she was going to do. Um, so next thing I know I think it was even before two weeks was up it was probably like a week and a half she had 10,000 followers but she really hyped me up to kind of stay in TikTok so I'm in TikTok I have over 1,000 followers I'm not the best TikToker I'll be honest but I'm going to stay there because I know TikTok is not going anywhere and that's the key you've got to know these things sometimes people don't want to do things because they're like ooh I really don't like it like, I remember when computers came out, because I, I actually started selling computers way before it, it was in everyone's household. I was selling, when I was selling computers, I would have to sometimes be on the phone 30 minutes to explain to somebody how to turn on a computer. <laughs> wow. And then, you know, there was just some people um, that would be like, I'm not into computers. I'm not going to use computers, blah, 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 you know, what have you. Um, and they got left behind. You know, mm-hmm. they get left behind. And and I was selling cell phones when people, it was just doctors and real estate agents that had them. And I started selling them to all types of businesses, explaining to them the importance of it. I was selling them like um, cell phones that actually could access the email um, things. And they're like, email, what, why would I need that? You, you'd be amazed. And now look, look at what we have. <laughs> so <was> wow. Like, <laughs> Being forward thinking is so key because technology changes that fast. And I'll tell you, like, I left that position, ended up um, being a project manager, went to Phoenix, Arizona, and probably in a year's time, well, probably two years time, Apple came out with what was called the first official smartphone, even though there was a Palm Pallet. So the Palm Pallet did email, it accessed the internet, which I had one. And people were like always amazed as to why I had one. Um, They're like, that's so ridiculous to have. I was like, okay. But then Apple came out with the first, what they call official smartphone, even though I think the Palm Palette, in my opinion, was the first one. But my point is, you see how fast technology changes. And now we can't be without our cell phones. But because time was forward thinking, you can't be without your cell phones. All the social media is out here. Of course, MySpace started it. Yeah, I think that's right. MySpace was first,
1: all right, Tanya? I loved MySpace. It, <laughs> a lot of people... So, I was also on Friendster, which w- came out before MySpace, but some people remember other platforms that were out, but MySpace was really, like, the first social media platform that everybody was on. I mean, I was even on AOL Instant Messenger, and I used to go in the chat rooms and stuff when I was in, like, seventh grade, but... When it comes to social media I think MySpace is that first Thing that came out
0: And you're right you know you done brought back Memories I forget about the chat rooms Oh my god
1: I <laughs> loved AOL Instant Messenger I used to like I used to like my parents couldn't use the phone We couldn't get phone calls Because I was after school I went on that computer and I would talk to All my friends on Instant Messenger Those were such great days
0: yeah, you brought back memories because I actually forgot about that. That is so hilarious. But yeah, yeah. So in any case, the fact that you're forward thinking is just so, so amazing. So now you are still forward thinking. You've been given some really great tips. What are some tips you like to share today for people like you? I
1: would say I saw this video yesterday that my husband sent me and it was really awesome mind-blowing. It's so simple, but it's so mind-blowing. This video was this guy, and he was like, you don't feel like posting on social media. You don't feel like creating content and consistently putting out content. Your grandkids are going to wish that you put out more content. Like, they want to see what you have to say. They want to learn from you. They want to study you. And, like, if that doesn't motivate you, like that motivates me. It makes me realize like, yeah, it's not it's not even about the likes and the views and stuff. Like we are li- li- living, we are, we are leaving, we are leaving a legacy of ourselves on these platforms where our kids and our grandkids can go back and watch our journey, building businesses, raising our kids, Um, inspiring the world documenting what we do I thought that was really cool so one of the things I mean I would say forward thinking is it's so true we're the first generation of people who are young enough to know how to use it because there's like 70 year olds and 80 year olds right that they're they're not as savvy with social media we're the first generation who is old enough to know how to use social media, to know how to brand ourselves, to know how to use Reels, to know how to how to take out our iPhone and take a video of ourselves and create a Reel or a video and put it on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube and all these things. And we have this opportunity to create a business out of it, to make money off social media, to grow our business from it, to, uh, to, inspire the world, to document our journey, even if you don't have a business, to really leave a blueprint of who you are and and help the world with whatever skills that you have through this platform that can help us reach tens and thousands of people. And if we, I don't know about you, but I don't want to get old and look back and wish that I put my all into this amazing new tool that we have. A lot of us take social media and our phones and the connectiveness for granted. Yes, it has its downfalls, but if you use it the right way, it's so powerful. We literally can manifest whatever life we want. We can create, we can, we can create any kind of abundance we want. We can create any kind of life we want, really using social media because it's so new and we have such an opportunity to do whatever we want and there's gonna be people who sit on the sidelines and just consume, 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 consume content. And I'm sorry to say, but those people aren't gonna be as emotionally fulfilled with social media because when you're just consuming and you're not creating, a part of you knows you have this creativity, you have this gift that God has given you, whether it's your business, whether it's a message that you have, whether it's something that you love to do, We all have a gift that we are given. And social media is a way to express that with our own creativity. You make videos and you talk and you create reels a certain way that only you do it. And when you do it over and over again, you'll get better at it. Your videos will look better. You'll talk better on camera. Your editing will get better. Your content will get better everything will get better just because you're doing it and you're practicing it and then you begin to feel more fulfilled because you're using your gifts and you're you're expressing yourself but then if you only consume content you don't feel like that and so I guess my forward-thinking message would be that social media is dominating our world and it's creating this huge new culture for the entire world and now is the time to really create something for yourself on there if you have a business, use it for your business. If it's just for fun, express yourself, create content, um, and really take care of your soul and not just consume, consume, consume. But disconnect, feed your gifts. Um, you know, get better at the things that you love to do, and then jump on social media, create content, express those things. That would be really what my forward thinking message would be because social media is not going anywhere and and um it's it's really going to continue to dominate i'm really excited to see what happens actually well
0: you have dropped so many gems (laughs) (laughs) you are dropping gems left and right so obviously as from an entrepreneurial standpoint y'all heard it You got to be on social media You, you have to and, and it's important, like Tanya was saying, to to create. And the main reason you want to create, and this is not just on social media, but this is just in general, um, the more you create, the more creative you become. But when you don't create at all, and like she says, you just become, a re, I guess you call it a receiver, <laughs> then you lose that ability. You lose whatever mm-hmm. you don't use. So that that's really key. Think about that. You lose whatever you don't use. So be creative. And and one of the things that she mentioned that oh my gosh I didn't even think about. But I'm like sitting here while she was talking. I was like gosh I do need to do this. Make a you know private page. It can be on Instagram or Facebook. I I my preference probably would be um, Instagram. But make a private page and make it for your children. Have a daily message for them. What a powerful thing to leave behind when you're no longer here. Oh my gosh, Terry Lynn, you're giving me the chills. (laughs) You you started it, I thought about it. I was like, oh my God, I said, I am gonna do this for my son. And and you gave me the idea from the conversations that you have, I'm gonna create just a private Instagram just for him. Um, But anyway, as always, I love you, Tanya. And I love love conversations with you. Um, tell everybody about an, another way they can actually listen to you and join you. Go ahead and share that.
1: Thank you, Terry Lynn. This has been amazing
0: doing this with you today. So
1: thank you for inviting me. And um, you guys can find me on Instagram at Tanya Kara underscore. That's T A N Y A K A R A underscore. Same name on TikTok. I'm also on Facebook. You can search me on there, Tanya Kara. I'm on LinkedIn, whatever platform you're on, find me on there. And I'm on Clubhouse, T-A-N-Y-A-K-A-R-A underscore again. And yeah, follow me, connect with me. I'd love to see you guys. Send me a a private message. Send me a DM on Instagram and I'd love to connect with you guys. And Terry Lynn, this has been so soul-filling. So thank
0: you for inviting me. Well, like I said, the honor is on on me. I'm very honored. Also too, um, Tanya was mentioning Clubhouse. I am going to put the link um, with this podcast so you can actually join. I highly recommend that you do join Tanya. She has a room Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And on Mondays and Fridays, she actually leads the room Um, and always just amazing, amazing tips. And 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 Carrie Lynn
1: (laughs) leads it on Wednesdays.
0: (laughs) But she definitely want to catch the Mondays and Fridays. She's so sweet. But anyway, Tanya, thank you so much. And I hope you have the best of the best day. You are super amazing and I appreciate you.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. And keep pushing, guys. Keep stay focused. It is a marathon, not a sprint. You got this. Happy social media And thank you so much, Terry Lynn. Thank you, Tanya. Bye.